We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. But the real battle is light versus dark. All this other stuff is just ex, uh, extra. It's, it's all on the outside, but the inside is the light versus dark battle. I talked about this a little in part 10, uh, pop life. It's very, very important for us to realize. I always wondered when I was young, younger in ministry, I wonder how two people can do the same thing and get a different result. They could, both of them could sin the same sin and one of them gets a demon and the other one doesn't. I'd never understood that. And it was like, I always wanted to figure out what that was. And it was, I mean, years and years later when I started studying the light spectrum and the, the, the quantum physics and different things about light and all those things in part eight, I got closer to the answer to that, but I still had questions. And then when I got to part 10, it's so funny. I got to the father issue and that's when God began to really reveal to me what that is. It's just the balance of light and dark in a person. It's just how much light a person has, how much darkness is in a person and what happened to a person. How were they traumatized when they were young? What did, what did they go through? That makes them more susceptible to, to uh, light and dark. And it, it just does. And so that's why we men, that's why we have all these men in here. Amen. Because we're going to do things different than things were done for us in a lot of cases. Amen. Now, some of us had our fathers. Some of our fathers were strong, whatever. But for those that weren't, for those that weren't there, we're putting light in our children. Amen. So that there will be no room for darkness. That's why we packed in here now. That's our job to make that light prevalent. Make it powerful in our children. The light of God. Amen. Not that. Not, amen. Not the Masonic stuff. We're going to put the light of Christ in our families, in our children, so that they will have the proper amount of light to combat the darkness. Amen. Because we were talking about it at the table at the men's thing. Teenagers are teenagers and teenagers are going to try whatever. I don't care if you, I don't care how full of the Holy Ghost you are. If you have a teenager, that teenager is going to wait till the Holy Ghost is asleep and try something. That's what teenagers do. So sometimes you're not there. You're not around. You have to trust the light. Amen. You got to trust the light, Sister Rose. You got to trust the light. I saw you quickening. You got to let them boys go and trust that light. Tell them. Amen. Can't hover over them all the time. You got to look at somebody and say, you got to trust the light. When my daughter came of a certain age, me and my wife talked about it. We said, man, we just have to trust the light that we put in her. And boy, was she testing it too. A <laughs> couple of times the switch didn't work. It's like, girl, you better hit, the, hit another switch. Get that light on. Amen. When Landon came, we got to trust. I have to trust the light. Landon leave the house. I got to trust the light. Amen. He's riding with his friends. His friends want to do something. Jay want to do something stupid. <laughs> we got to trust the light. <laughs> Amen. We got to trust Landon. Be like, Cuba Gooden Jr., let me out. Let me out. Amen. Ain't going to be right to the murder. You got to let me out. That's too much light in me. 
Amen. That's true. And those fathers, these us fathers, we're the ones that put that light in our children. Amen. So I don't care how much darkness was into you when you came into the light, gave your life to Christ, came into the light. Now you have to deposit light in your children and keep it there. Trauma. Okay. So one of the greatest enemies of a solid biblically based core is early childhood trauma. That's why the devil always comes after who? The children. God said, I call the young because they're what? You didn't think the devil heard that? Devil heard and said, you know what? I need to make them weak. So I'm going to cause trauma to happen in their lives, make them traumatized. So they'll make decisions based on that traumatic experience for the rest of their lives. That's the devil's job. So he wants to cause something to happen. That's why I'm an advocate of mommy being home with the children. Because children have to be protected. Uh-oh. See, you got to watch them and protect them. Amen. Why are humans the only species in the whole animal kingdom that don't believe this? Lioness are just, ah, she'll tie you up, you mess with her kids. She's always there. She's going to go hunting, she take them with her. And when they're outnumbered, the lion is somewhere. And all, you know, he, he don't have to fight. All he has to do is roar. Mufasa. Ooh. Ooh. I just, ooh. That's all he ought to do. This is the movie message. I should have went to the movies yesterday. But that's what that is. That, 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 that protection. And it's built in a woman. Eventually, she's going to desire to be there. She's just going to feel it. Because it's there. That's, that, that's her uh, maternal instinct. To be there to protect her children. Hey Amen. That's nothing nobody got to put in you. Hey, you, were born, you were built with that. Have you looked at yourself in the mirror with no clothes on? You got everything the kid needs. You got everything, everybody. Your whole purpose is just right there in your body. This is how we stop childhood trauma. This is how you stop it. And I remember a homosexual dude. But I, I gave the testimony of how this, this homosexual dude. Now, this dude was like revered in the whole church. They thought he was the greatest thing. And he, was a, he was always preaching and reading scriptures and trying to show out and jump. But he was just a homosexual. That's what he was. And so he wrote me a letter trying to turn me on to that lifestyle. And that particular letter never made it to me. Then the letter came through the mail, sat on our counter, and my mama, who was always there, she hadn't been there, I'd open that letter. My mama, who was always there, opened that letter up. She said the Holy Ghost told her to open that letter. She opened it, read it, tore it up, then sat me down and explained to me, her and my dad, what it was about and what the devil tried to do. That's called interception. Amen. But that was important to me. That was pivotal. I'm a musician. I'm a preacher. <laughs> you know, that could have changed my life forever because everybody held him in such high regard. He ended up dying, of, dying with AIDS at 40 years old. Lost his life. But 
that's what that's why I'm, I'm, I'm bent on this protection thing. Because what happened to us don't have to happen to our children. Amen. What happened to you does not have to happen to your children. Your testimony don't have to be their testimony. When children suffer through divorce, abuse, neglect, bad parenting, it adds darkness to their development. They begin to seek the darkness. One kid can read a comic book. Little kid read a comic book and know everything in it is fiction and can never happen. But that child with darkness in him reads that same comic book and he wants to be one of them. And he begins to seek ways to get that kind of attention. And it becomes spiritual to him. I like comic books, but it was never spiritual to me. But I got some friends that were that got strung out on drugs behind comic books, trying to do what they saw, trying to leave reality and form an alter reality. You understand what I'm saying? Proverbs 22 and 6 tells you right here. You hear the scripture so much, but man, pay attention to it. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is what? He will not what? Depart from it. So basically, put enough light in the child. When he's old, he won't depart from the light. When children are subjected to darkness during their development, the expectancy of pain can cause them to have trust issues. This is why when they are subjected to dark, they expect to be hurt. When a person walks around expecting for bad to happen, guess what usually happens? Bad. Distrust in others causes a person to trust in their own understanding. So when you don't trust others, you have to form a relationship with yourself. There you do. And you trust yourself or your own understanding, which makes it hard to trust God. You know why? Because Proverbs 3 and 5 says, trust in the Lord with what? How much is all? All. There's nothing left for you. All of your heart. And lean what? Unto thine own. Your understanding is based on what you went through. But the Bible isn't relative. It's absolute. So the Bible's not going to change for your understanding. Until true forgiveness and understanding is applied, core beliefs cannot be strengthened. The pain of the past will continue to overshadow any progression. Got videos on forgiveness, all of that, so make sure you check those out. But forgiveness and understanding has to be applied or you can't be strengthened. You'll continue to be haunted or overshadowed. By your past. Mark 11 and 26. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses. You can't move past it until you forgive. Amen. Oh, this is good right here. Blame. When trauma scars us during our early development, it has the potential to create blame when i talk to people i talk to them about their past oh yeah i forgave my mom i I forgave yeah i forgave my dad i I forgave him but then you start talking to them about some of the decisions they make well you know if my dad hadn't you know if he had been there then i wouldn't have well that's blame you're not allowed to use that you can't stand before god and say well my dad did no every man must do what give an account of
Blame causes a sense of entitlement. This is the worst part. The worst part, blame causes a sense of entitlement. We feel that we are owed justice or special privileges just because of what we experienced or what we lacked. So you feel you're entitled to certain things because you had less. 1 Corinthians 10 and 24, let no man seek his own, but each his what? Neighbors. So forget about you. When you come into the kingdom, it's about your neighbor, not you. And if every man is about his neighbor, God is about that man. Blame keeps us from truly repenting. It gives us a built-in excuse. When we blame others for our current conditions, we excuse our own behavior and never really progress. You blaming others for how you are, then that's a part of who you are. I didn't have no dad in home, so you know I had to slang that dope, you know. And when I slung that dope, you know, I was slanging it. Well, dude, it's illegal to slang dope. Yeah, but I had to. I mean, how was we going to eat? Dude, people are eat without slinging dope. You just wanted to wear Jordans while you was eating. Why you always got to slang dope? What you need that much money for? I don't understand. These dudes try to use selling dope as an excuse, and they making like 50 grand a day. Why you got to make? <laughs> Dude, the county will give you food. I just have to take to the streets. No, you didn't. You wanted to be a pimp. So I had to get these girls, man. I had to get them out there. I put these girls out there. No, you didn't. <laughs> you, so you wanted more than what? Amen. Why? 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 Almost everybody in jail got somebody to blame. Dude, you killed that dude. Yeah, but, but there's no reason to kill. And if you do, you're going to end up here. I don't care what you went through. When I used to speak at youth prisons and everything, I'm telling them, like, dude, you in here because you came here. You got yourself in here. But if my daddy, where's your daddy? You're in here. And you're a daddy now. You see what I'm saying? So you can't, no, man, forget that. Genesis 3 and 12. And the man said, this is where all this blame started. Right here, Adam. The man said, the woman. He wasn't yelling heroes in the garden. He said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she, whoa, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. God came to Adam. Adam, I left you in charge, bro. Do you understand what in charge means? You are in charge of you. You can't blame anyone. Amen. Look at somebody say, stop blaming. Blaming others also keeps our past experiences in the forefront of our minds. This keeps us from truly being new creations. How are you a new creation if you're still blaming for what happened to you? How can the old things pass away if we keep using the old things to excuse our current behavior? You ain't even saved. You're not a new creation. You keep bringing up the old things. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if a man be in Christ, he is a new creature. 
All things are what? Behold. What does behold mean? Look and see. All things are what? People ought to be able to see that things are new. If you're still making the same dumb errors and blaming what happened to you in your childhood, are you a new creation? I got something even better. You can't be a new creation trying to hold people to the old stuff they did. The Bible says when you stand praying, you got to first do what? Forgive. Amen. Some of this stuff is buried way deep in your heart. But the Holy Ghost came for it this morning. He's pulling it up. Amen. Let him break up the fallow ground. You need to be done with this. You have children now. Dual car. Early childhood trauma can allow darkness to interfere with one's core belief. So you let this darkness in and it begins to interfere with your belief. When a person is a Christian that struggles with applying what they read and hear, it is indicative of a corrupt core. So there's a duality going on because you can come here and hear it. You can't do nothing with it. That means there's too much darkness. And the devil can't put darkness in you as a child and that darkness lasts your lifetime. Can't happen that way. That darkness has to be perpetually put in you. So you crave dark things to keep darkness in you. But really, it's perpetual. So the craving for darkness is what keeps the darkness in there. The dark, you're, not, you're not a dark person. God didn't make us that way. He made every man and said that we were good when he made us. Right? So obviously we're good. We're good. We're good. Generally, we are good. So the enemy planted a dark seed in you to make you crave darkness to keep darkness prevalent. Yeah, think about it. You keep doing dark stuff. That's why it's dark. You go up here with not doing anything dark. There's no darkness. When a person is a Christian that struggles with applying it, this is a sign of a corrupt core. First Thessalonians 8, 5 and 5. There we go. Ye are the children of what? And the children of the what? We are not of the night nor of what? Okay. So this is Paul telling us that we are children of the what? Light. Everyone in here. You are in here and you believe that Jesus is the Christ. You have opened yourself up to the light. The only problem is you keep opening yourself up to darkness too. Folk tell me all the time, man, I must have a demon. I said, why you say that? Because, man, I can't do nothing right. Well, do, do right stuff and right things will happen. And you won't feel demonic. You feel demonic because you're doing what demons do. Quit doing what demons do and you'll be okay. I love the way God told Cain. God told Cain. Yeah. Oh, this... This, this, this was like one of the first messages that God really just, oh, he preached on this one. He told Cain, he said, Cain, why are you looking like that? What's wrong with you? Man, you like Abel and what Abel's doing and everything. I was like, well, won't you just do what Abel's doing? If you do what Abel's doing, you, you'll feel like Abel. 
and I'll treat you like Abel. But if you keep doing what you're doing, sin is crouching, waiting to pounce on you. So you got to do what Abel's doing so you can master sin. Man, just do what Abel's doing. So don't come at me telling me you got a demon. Well, quit doing demon stuff. But I can't help it. Well, then we need a straight jacket. You making bad choices. Quit making bad choices. Make some good ones. If you make some good ones, good things will happen. You'll feel good. Yeah, the devil was there when Cain went there. Yeah, the devil was there. But he didn't say the devil was in you. He said the devil is crouching, waiting on you to do the wrong thing. Yeah. If, if, if Cain had the Cain help it, God would have said, come here, Cain. In the name of Jesus, I cast it down. No. Devil wasn't in Cain. Devil was crouching, waiting on Cain. Light and dark cannot dwell together. Only one will prevail. In order for light to win, light must be what? Dominant. How is light dominant? This dominant comes through reading the word. Man, I got a demon in me. Read the Bible. I can't. Every time I look at it, the word scramble. <laughs> then you need glasses. Let's take you to get a test. What if he... <laughs> but seriously, dude, go get your eyes checked. Man, I promise. Oh, I promise. I promise. If you read that Bible, you'll remove some darkness. The devil was able to quote scriptures. I mean, you got something to know that he may have. You, you, you just jacked. You just jacked. You just don't want to read it. You want me to cast it out. You don't want to read it. Can't you just get it out of me? No. Read the Bible. This dominance comes through. Well, without the disciples, they walked around the cat. Yeah, they didn't have no Bible. They were the Bible. That's why when they walked in, demon had to leave. Well, now we just have the Bible. Same words, same folk. When that Bible comes in, demon have to leave. Man, I'm preaching in here. Boy, folks don't want it to be that easy. They don't want it to be that easy. Yeah. So the dominance of light comes through reading the word. What's the other way? Hearing the word. That gives you the faith to challenge the devil. That gives you the faith to see yourself better. Than you are. You know it takes faith for that? Oh yeah, everybody in sin sees the person that they want to be. They just don't feel they can be that person because they don't have the faith. But hearing the word gives you the faith to be that person you see. The person that's living free from the sin. Reading the word, hearing the word, and removing darkness from your life. Now this is the one. Ah uh, yeah, okay, I read the word and I hear the word, but oh, removing that darkness. Them dark beats. That's what it is. Yeah. Man, I, I got to give up Drake in future. Yes. That's darkness. You see, it got quiet. Everybody was Oh, yeah. Thank you. That's the truth. Preach, preacher. Preach. Say something about Drake in future. Boom, boom, boom. John, John, John 8 and 12, 
Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. <laughs> He's going to tell you right here. He that followeth me shall what? Not walk in darkness. But he shall have what? The light of I love this because this is this is one of the first things I this one of the first things I remember learning. You know, I don't remember learning my numbers and stuff. I was too young, but I remember learning what a noun was. I remember it like it was. I, I don't know why I remember that. It's people, places, and things, right? And then the pronoun: I, you, me, he, she, it, we, and they. I remember all of that. Like I was, I remember it. I don't know why, but that stuck in my memory. Maybe it was Schoolhouse Rock, but that was the bomb. Hey, man, if I could find that, I want that album. There was some jams on that, Jack. Conjunction, junction? Y'all don't remember that. What's your function? We're hooking up words and... Well, that was, we might need to redo that, Jay Bride. Have a children's CD. That's some good stuff. But I remember what a noun was. It was people, places, and things. Well, people, places, and things that are, a, that are akin to darkness that plagues us must be what? <laughs> so here's the devil waiting and crouching. What is he waiting on? He's waiting for people, places, and things that are akin to darkness. Once you take it in your possession, accept it, get it, then he can pounce on you. And you lose the battle. People. Certain people in your life have to go. Amen. They just have to go. And you know they need to go. When you're talking to them, a snake's tongue comes out and slaps you on your forehead. You know they are the devil. Yet you keep them around. You got abandonment issues, so you keep them around. I ain't going to ever do nobody like I was done. Well, you better leave that snake alone. People, places, certain places you just can't go anymore. Amen. You can't go to Freak Nick. I'm going to witness. Wearing that, will you get somewhere and read the Bible? It's certain places you can't go. You can't go certain places. You know why? Because the darkness that's akin to what you struggle with is there. I remember when we were doing the Truth Behind Hip Hop, my wife was right there. We filled the stage. We were in Pennsylvania. 10,000 CDs. No, it's 5,000 CDs and stuff people brought and threw them on the stage the whole week that I was speaking. And I spoke, the, I think I spoke first or whatever, and, and uh, the pastor said, just leave them on the stage for the whole week so people can see. And people kept bringing stuff and kept bringing stuff, kept bringing stuff. So he was, I was in the back with the pastor, and I'm back there with them all, and he, put, he came up with this Beatles. No, was it the Beatles? No, it was Fighting Temptations. Y'all remember that movie? So there, there was, he came up and brought it to me, the pastor, and he was like, now, I heard your message or whatever. He said, but this right here, I'm taking this home. He said, ain't nothing wrong with this. Matter of fact, I'm going to give it back to the guy and tell him, said, now, wait a minute, brother. You don't have to do this. So he went to give it back to the guy. And when he went to give it back to the guy, he said, man, you turn this in. And the guy said, yeah, yeah I can't watch that. And he said, why? He said, because I have a problem with masturbation. And, and, and it, it, it triggers when I watch that movie. So I told the pastor, I said, dude, 
You can't be judging folks' threshold of what they can deal with. That boy gave that up. You going to try to give it back? Yeah. And so they pick it up. You can't judge how some, something is going to affect the person. You let every man. The Bible says, work out your own what? Salvation with what? Fear and what? Ephesians 5 and 8. <laughs> For ye were what? So he said, well, you were sometimes like that. But now ye are what? Light in the Lord. Look, he's saying this, but the disposition he's saying it in is like, okay, so you mess around with darkness, but now ye are the light of the Lord. So you know what you need to do? Walk as what? Children of light. Summary! We have all been through trauma in our early upbringing. Everyone has been through trauma. Some may have been divorced, neglect, abuse, something. But we've all been through. Your trauma may have been watching Bambi's mama die. I don't know what it was. That was traumatic. I mean, when you was little boy, you was like... <laughs> I mean, cause she just straight up got shot. Like... <laughs> and died. That was your first time as a kid. <laughs> she was like, what just happened, mommy? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what happened? That was, tra- that, was, that was traumatic. We've all been through trauma. <laughs> Whether it's through divorce, neglect, abuse, or even... <laughs> An overbearing mother or absentee father. There we go. Now we're getting close. The overbearing mother, absentee father, and he was there. He was there. He just couldn't say nothing. That was the rule. (laughs) Amen. You grew up holding this. Amen. Amen. That's why things are different now. We have heroes, right? Heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But an overbearing mother or absentee father... It affected our core development in some way. Some way. When your mama wasn't looking, somebody showed you something you shouldn't have seen. Your friends. Public school. Amen. The Lord was in the house, but the devil was at school. Was the devil at school? The devil was at school. School was darkness. The halls were dark. But it affected your core development in some way. We do not get to choose how we are raised and what happens to us in our childhood. But we do get to choose how we handle what we've been through. The Bible tells us that Christ gave or Christ gives us the opportunity to be made what? And start over again. This is our chance to operate in a new way and forego what happened to us. Amen? Brand new chance. Darkness will always come to challenge us in the areas where we experience pain, which is why it's so important to keep a daily regimen of what? Light. Do I have to read the Bible every day? You better. Wake up in the morning and turn on the what? Light. If you wake up in the morning and turn on the light, the light will be on all day. The light of God's word can combat the darkness and keep us on the right path to being who God wants us to be. However, 
when we keep things that promote darkness in our lives, we will struggle with what? People that promote darkness will always work against the light. There is no way light and dark can dwell together. So we must make sure that we are not allowing the very things that hinder us to remain in our lives. In order to truly overcome traumatic experiences, we must what? Shun the darkness and walk in the light. With much prayer and application of God's word, we can overcome the effects of trauma and allow the light of Christ to strengthen our what? Strengthen our core. First John 1 and 5. This then is the message which ye have heard of him and declare unto you that God is what? Light. And in him is no darkness at all. How much is all? If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. And do not the truth. In other words, you're not doing what is right. You're lying. You're not doing what's right. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, a couple of things happen. This is just so plain. We walk in the light like him. A couple of things going to happen. The first one, we will have fellowship one with what? Ain't nobody fellowshipping that's in the dark. Yeah, you want to know the person that don't want to be with the other people from the church? That's the person in darkness. They can't have fellowship because they're doing something dark. They're either in some kind of sin or they're talking against the church. Oh, yeah. That's why they don't want to be around. They want to isolate a couple of people that they can manipulate. But they don't want to be around the fellowship because there's something dark going on. Because the Bible says if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have what? With who? With God? No. One with another. And then something else happens. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. How much is all? All sin. But you got to first walk in. The light, as he is in the light. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.